Hello, hello. Welcome back to season two of Chat with Shrev. Finally kicking it off after, sheesh, almost a year break. But we got a special guest today. We got uh, a new friend. His name is Ash. Ash, how's it going? What's up, bro? How are you? Good, man. Good. So I met Ash. So we're doing like this, uh, we're doing a master's program in Cleveland. And I met this man. And he's a big, like, he's from North Carolina, right, Ash? Yes, I am. Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. So what are some... What are some Charlotte, North Carolina prides that you absolutely like take part in? Uh, I'd say Cheerwine and some really, really shitty sports teams. Those, <laughs> are, those are probably the hallmark of my city. You say Cheerwine? Cheerwine. You never heard of it, bro? No. What is that? I honestly have no idea. It's like a, it's a really, really good soda though. So oh, okay. Try it. Yeah. Yeah. I got to. Dude, I feel bad for your, uh, your sports your sports teams down in charlotte man hey man it's 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 same old same old every single year yeah we'll have one, one year where we seem like we're a competent franchise whether it's nba or nfl with the panthers and the hornets yeah but as soon as the dream ends we're just faced with reality with the fact that we will never at least in my lifetime be a competent sports <laughs> idiot I but mean, you, like, I, you, I don't know. I don't UNC, even know how. Right? Yeah. Uh, what was that saying? You went to UNC Chapel Hill, right? For undergrad? Yeah, that's, that, that's college, though. That's completely different. Right. I'm, I'm okay. talking. Oh. I feel like you experienced a lot of wins there, like, compared to me. And when I went to VCU, we were a poverty team. Like, like we would not say poverty. Like, we, we made it to the tournament, but we wouldn't have the same success as you guys. So, like. How was that experience? Oh, it was it was really good. Like my freshman year it was we were fresh off a national championship. And then the year prior to that is when uh we we had lost at the buzzer in the national championship. So that that, that was two straight years where we were very, very good. And then the four years I was there, we were, you know, the, to our standards, we had like uh like Lakers, Celtics type standards at UNC. Yeah. So it's championship robust pretty much. And uh the four years I was there. We we lost to Auburn. We lost. I think we lost to Michigan. We we lost a couple of times. And then as soon as I leave, as soon as I graduate, we head back to the national championship. So I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm a little salty about that, but at the same time, it is it is different having you know a college team that you can you know rely yeah. on when and you're your goat. You had the goat go there, like Jordan. Like I feel like that in itself. Like I feel like around your campus and stuff. Like I feel like that's also like a uh, like a rich thing to be a part of. Like you you went to the same school as Michael Jordan at one point. I don't I don't mean to brag because like I hate going around and telling people I go went to UNC and whatnot. But yeah. It's definitely, you know, you you can just feel it when you're on campus. You can just feel the the history. You can feel the vibes. And it's it was honestly an incredible experience, an incredible four years for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So I, I feel like since you're from Charlotte, Michael Jordan went to UNC. He also bought the Hornets. What are your thoughts on Michael Jordan as the owner of Charlotte? Of the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I, I got a very unpopular opinion on him owning the Hornets. I actually don't think he's that bad. I think it's very, very easy to...
you know, blame him for everything. I think early on when he first purchased the franchise, I think back in like 2009-ish, late 2000s, he was he was like intimately involved with the basketball operations of the team. So he was making free agent decisions. He was making draft decisions. And you could tell by even even back when he was with um, with Washington, uh, before he came back as a player, he was I'm pretty sure he was the GM. He was the general manager of the Wizards. And he had some terrible like that Kwame Brown number one overall pick was just the epitome of what he was as an executive. Was that 2000? I think it was 2001 or 2002. I think it was early 2000s when Kwame Brown went first. Yeah, it was he early. Go to college and then like injuries just like plagued him, like in the league. I think he came out right out of high school. So I mean, mm. this was when like the coming out of high school trend was at its yeah. peak, and he that was a complete whiff to say the least. And I mean, he 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 has his down. He has his drawbacks as a GM, but recently he's been you know he gave all the power to the actual GM. He's he's been kind of laying low. And he yeah. was very um, influential in the somewhat like I I say that he's not like the GM anymore, but he was he he definitely has like final say. Yeah, dude, things. he's the he's the goddamn owner. Like he he has to sign off on everything. Exactly, and he was very big in uh, the Hornets drafting Lamelo Ball. So yeah, that's, the- that was a steal. Lamelo is, you know, like I think like just thinking of the big baller brand like before Lamelo. Uh, I think when he was playing over Europe, I was just like, huh, I wonder how, like, Lonzo wasn't doing that great. The middle brother, Leangelo, was like, so-and-so. I was like, I wonder what my – I wonder just wanted to see what LaMelo would do. And when he got to the league, dude, the man started going off. Like, what was he, only like 18 or something? 18 or 19 when he was, like, he's drafted? Very, very young. And it's it's funny you say that because he's been – his his family has been in the spotlight for so long. Yeah. Remember when I first heard of LaMelo Ball, it was when he scored 92 points as a sophomore. And yeah. I was uh, a senior in, in high school at that time. So it was it was a pretty long time back. And when I watched those highlights, I was like, like, bro, like this guy is like not that good. Like yeah. he, he was like making some incredible shots. And he had like you can tell that he's like he was like very skinny and like very wiry. And like yeah. you can tell like he had like the skills necessary, but like the like the like the desire like he was that whole game like like literally half his points were like him cherry picking at the end of the game so you were just like all right like maybe like maybe he's like not that good or whatever and then like the whole reality television with the ball in the family comes out Mm -hmm. and i don't know if they like exaggerated his personality because like obviously you have to like sell you have to sell the show to a degree and he's a very he's a funny motherfucker like he's he is so funny man he is so funny so funny but like the way they portrayed him was like a very lazy like ungrateful kid like just there for the ride exactly and just like it's not something that you would like see out of like a star at least like maybe a role player nba player can like get by with just skills but like not a all-star yeah all nba you know potential type player and i think his mindset really shifted when he got shipped off to australia because like apparently like his his eligibility because of, like the whole big baller brand thing like was it australia i thought it was like somewhere in russia that he went to so he did he did go to he went to lithuania with uh leangelo 
Yeah. And because of like the whole promotion and like they were making money and stuff, I don't think he was eligible for the NCAA. So uh, yeah, yeah, because he 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 uh for went his amateur status when he signed with Lithuania. I remember that. That's yeah. when the NCAA was like, no, we're not you're not allowed to come back. Yeah. So but I, didn't, I didn't know that he went to Australia and then he went to the league. Yeah, he did he, he had a like a decision between Australia, the G League, and China, I think. Yeah. And him him going to Australia, like I really think that's when like he like really realized like, oh shit, like I gotta get it together. Yeah. And that really like, you know, proved that, you know, he had the ability to be a really high draft pick that they were projecting him to be since he was a sophomore in high school. And he he had like he had a like a weird year in Australia. Like he was shooting like low percentages and stuff, but he still like he still he showed the the flashes. And when we picked him, I was like, oh boy, like this can get either go really, really good or, or really badly. And I'm I'm glad that to to this point it's going it's going. Dude, I think well. it's funny how you bring up like Austra- how we're like talking about the Australian Basketball League in Lithuania. Did you ever get the chance to watch the Redemption Team on Netflix? Oh no, what is that? So it was like about I think the 2008-2009 Olympic team, like the one where Kobe finally came along. It was him, LeBron, Dwayne. uh, Dwayne Oh, yeah. yeah. And they were talking about how they're always losing to like, uh, I think it was either Argentina or Spain. One of those two countries. And I think it might be Argentina. And the way they were describing, they're like, European basketball is so different compared to like American basketball. And like when one of those two countries kept on beating the US, uh, Coach K finally came in. He's like, guys, we had we just have to like we have to play their type of basketball. Like we just have to like follow their rules, their whatever they do. And I feel like after watching that, and I've always known about like European basketball, there's some great players that come from there. And I feel like we just like don't at least in like here in america we just don't like um think of european basketball as high quality basketball because we just all we know is the nba oh yeah it's like first of all i think like i think you there was this one recent interview that luka Doncic did mm-hmm. where he was talking about how like the rules are completely different to the yeah. point where it's like like apparently like the court is smaller in europe like yeah. literally like the court itself is like smaller yeah. like there's like certain defenses that you like you can't play yeah and it's like a completely different style of basketball so i mean like i believe the american players when they say that like they go international and play these teams and play like FIBA rules yeah and they, they really struggle with that and um yeah like like you said like these these European players like they're 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 on the come up like they they were like really really doing well in the nineties. I mean you can thank Jordan's Bulls for that. Like they, I think they were big and like popularizing the NBA worldwide. And then you see players in the nineties like Petrovic and like Sabonis, like these guys who yeah. like you wouldn't really know. And like they 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 had like minor roles in the NBA, but like they were just killing it over in Europe because yeah. like they didn't like. They didn't feel the need to come over to the NBA like earlier in the like their primes. Right. So like, even like Luca, right? Like he he played like there until like his whole like from middle school until like he came to the NBA, right? So like that's all he knew. He didn't even go to college, right? Yeah, they played for Real Madrid. Real, Real Madrid. Madrid, yeah. Yeah. And he he is the prime example of like European basketball making its breakthrough in the NBA. 
yeah he he is he's like the epitome of european basketball like not super like athletic but like super strong super skilled super high basketball iq he's not even like the greatest like three-point shooter and he finds the ways to score the basketball just an historic pace this year you know it's he has been going off i think he only caught one mavs game and he dropped like almost 50 points i think i think it was against the suns maybe Oh, if you get a chance to watch a Mavs game, you have to watch that man play. Yes, the of course. Pace is incredible. I think someone was talking, I think it was on the J.J. Redick podcast, uh, the old man in the three, where they were talking about like how tough it's to, like I think they were talking about like how tough it is to guard Luka because he's so big. Like he's just, it's just slippery. You can't even like grab onto anything of him because he's like a mix between his body type is like a mix between having fat and muscles. You're like, you can't grab anything onto him and you don't expect that athleticism from that man's body type. Essentially. He's a, he's a strong guy. He's a very very strong man. And that really helps him. You know, he's, he's a big guard too. He plays point guard. He's like six, seven. And he can, he can just back down any guard. It's just too strong for them. And then, it's Whenever beautiful, man. When he shoots, you're like some of the balls that he shoots. You're like you see, you're like, oh, I don't think that's going in. Like that looks like it's it's about to drop dead like halfway through. But he makes it look so effortless. Oh, like yeah. he's just always that's running. Step back three. That's step back three. That's that's yeah. Other than James Harden, I think he might have one of the best step backs ever. I think he also has some great help. Like last year when they when they traded for Spencer Dinwiddie, I was like, okay, cool, like. He's he's a good like supporting cast. Like they have Spencer Dinwiddie, they have um who's number ten uh Tim Hardaway Jr. still there, I think. And um number ten, Finney 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 Smith. Smith. Yeah. Um he they have a good cast. I feel like that now that they have Christian Wood too, I think they could make a run to be in the finals this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about I, – I think the NBA is all about having, like, if if you don't have, like, a, an elite amount of role players around you, you need, like, a second star. And I think last year, like, they had that with um with Jalen Brunson. I don't think he's – he would you would consider him, like, a superstar level. But losing him in free agency to the Knicks was a huge, huge deal. Do you think uh, he was – do you think the Knicks overpaid for Brunson? Because I don't know how he's doing this year. But it seems like the Knicks record isn't like really reflecting the money they've been paying. I, I don't even need to like look up the stats to know that they overpaid that man. It it yeah. just wasn't necessary. I think the Knicks are just in a they've they've been in this situation for just it seems decades now where they just like have to just have to get over the hump. Dude, I remember they, they traded Tim Hardaway Jr. away one year, and then I think it was to the uh, Atlanta. And then they re-signed him. They like signed like, that like ball and some stupid yeah. money. And I was just like, why trade him? And then why spend so much money to like bring him back? Just keep him to begin with. Speaking of the Knicks, I think since they, they last made the finals in 1999, the greatest thing, the greatest, yeah, literally 1999. So it's been, what is it, 23, 20 something? Like it ridiculous. has been 23 years, yeah. Yeah. So... Damn. In that time, I think the greatest moment of the Knicks was literally the insanity. Like that's that's how bad the Knicks have been. Yes. When that that twenty day run of insanity was like the most popping I've ever seen the Garden yeah. ever. And that that that's like it's like very sad because this is this is literally a New York team. Like they should be winning. They literally have everything. They have the New York lifestyle. Yeah. They have the money. 
they have everything. And to just be that pathetic of a product, like, like you don't even have the Panthers excuse, like the Panthers, <laughs> like you're in New York, man. you're not in Charlotte. There's, there's no reason why you should be that bad for that long. Dude, I agree, man. I feel like they made some crappy moves. I think like over the years, they were tanking and waiting for like, I think they waited for Zion one year and like, uh, they wanted someone else in the past like year or two and they didn't get anyone. And now they're just like, okay, what do we do? And I don't think Tom Thibodeau is, I think he's still the coach there. I don't think he's the answer. Like I've seen that offense, like Julius Randle, I've been always been a big fan of him coming out of Kentucky. And he had one great year last year. And I think he, I think like that system is just not fitting there. In got, he got his bag and dipped. He got his bag and checked out. He got his bag know. and checked out. And it was just it like, all right, cool. Who's next? That, that good, that year where they lost to the Hawks in the playoffs. Like they, they're, it's just like, whenever they're like slightly above average, like yeah. everyone makes a huge fucking deal about it. And they're just like, not, not that good. It, it all boils down to their owner and how he's yeah. just like not willing to do what it takes. He's Ash, very- if you took over as the GM for the Hornets or the Knicks, right? You're you're the GM for an entire season. What are some moves and some decisions you would make? Like I'll tell you, like if I was, yeah, I'll I'll give you my what I would do, and like you tell me what you would do. So which which team would I be the GM of? Let's do the Knicks. Like I know you're a Hornets fan. We can do both. We can we can go back. We can do both. If I was the GM of the Knicks, I would have done literally the opposite of what they did recently. I, I'm a big, this is going to be a controversial statement. I'm a big believer of tanking. I think tanking is something that is necessary if you want to, you know, get, because those, the, the drop-off in talent from, this is not the NFL draft. Like the drop-off in talent from the first five, five picks, like every once in a blue moon, you'll get like a really good, like 13th pick, but like, yeah, yeah so you get a great, like second round pick, like the Okage, but like, yeah, the 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 money makers are in the top five and you need to i mean uh the, the lottery odds are different because yeah. like, they didn't want like the nba doesn't want them tanking anymore so it's it's a little harder now but i did ask would just go into straight tank mode and find a way to surround myself with pieces like a zion williamson and you need a little bit of luck too and you do you need think luck? the nba would rig rig the the odds in their favor but I guess not <laughs> I think the NBA has people were like it's finally next year and then they see the lotteries come out they're like damn like we just missed out on everything like left and right like I just feel like they've been getting shafted like with their luck lately there was there was this article where um they got the fourth pick they were supposed to like they were literally like in the running for the first pick and they got the fourth pick but like yeah. the the title in the New York Post was tanks for nothing Tank, but I think that's when they selected RJ Barrett, right? When that's the same year as Zion. Yeah, it was the same year as Zion. And Barrett, he 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 has his moments. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he was worth that high of a selection. Like I agree with you. If I was a GM for either team, I think the Hornets are better than the Knicks, like by good means right now. I think I would. That's the same. Like that's the difference between the NFL and the NBA. The draw, like what you're saying, the drop off is so big. Like if this if this was the NFL, I would rebuild my team through the draft and spend as little as, as like 
average money as I can, like on free agents. But I feel like here in the NBA, like I would, I would get some quality like role players and try to build my team around like that in the NBA. Like, let's look at um, uh, the Celtics. Like last season, like last season, we made it to the finals and everything, but we did not have like quality role players coming off the bench for us. Like it was just like okay, after my starting five, I only have maybe two maybe two guys who can come off, shoot, guard, and do whatever we need to win. So I feel like I would try to find like that type, like like the hybrid big mans who can like move and shoot and guard and then like build my team around that. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's the winning a championship is definitely dependent on those high quality role players. Like yeah. Obviously the stars, but you know, you can see with the Lakers this year, like they just don't have the high quality role players that you need to not even just like compete for a championship, but just compete in general and yeah. get out of like the lottery. But yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I think the Pelicans can also like swap with them. So even if they like, even if they really crack the bed, like they don't even get that like top lottery pick. Cause I think the, the from the Anthony Davis trade, the Pelicans can like literally swap picks. Every time someone says that the Lakers won that trade because the, the Lakers won a championship, it, it's it just it, like, it doesn't make it. Yeah, yeah. I hate to be the guy who's been like, "Oh, it's just a bubble championship," but like, it, it's just a bubble championship. It's it's, a, it's a, a championship. It's a, it's a championship. championship. Like you won, but like you you're not playing in front of the crowd. You're not like you don't get like those advantages and disadvantages for like where you're playing. And dude, Jimmy Butler. Like, I feel like if they were playing in Miami with the way he was playing that year and during that that run, dude, there's no way the Lakers would have won if they had, like, if the if the Heat had, like, the crowd and everyone going for them. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Lakers were, like, by far the better team in that series. But I do think this – I do think the Clippers wouldn't have choked if they right. weren't. So that that's another factor. There's just so many factors that go into the bubble. Like I, again, like I I don't I don't like discrediting people who's like winning championship because yeah. a trophy is a trophy. Like a win's a win some way, but you know not all trophies are created equal. That but uh, going back to the the Knicks the Knicks situation that yeah. we were talking about, it's just you need like one type of like one big break, yeah. and like I, we were just talking about the Lakers. You know the the. The Lakers had like all they needed to do was convince LeBron to sign. Like yeah. that's literally it. When you're a big market team, you just need to convince that one star player to sign. Yeah. The Clippers, the Lakers, the Knicks, like they're they're in Everyone else will follow. Yeah. And then, you know, the GM will take over and he'll he'll do his thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, he the Knicks, like they they just needed that one big break. They just needed LeBron to choose them. And that's what you know, I, I hate going on and on about you know the big the big market teams, but that you know that's just it is what it is. What is a small market team that you're like they've been on the come up, like but they're just like not talked about too too much of. Oh, not talked about on the come up. I, I would definitely say Memphis, but they're definitely talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, New Orleans is starting to get talked about. Yeah. But I was gonna say New Orleans. I I it, it, I'd probably say Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah. I was a big Cleveland hater. At the <laughs> of the season. 
And it's only been nine games. And they play the Clippers tonight, so we'll see how that goes. But but they they've been they've looked solid. And last year they they looked they looked solid without Mitchell. Yeah, they they look solid without a lot of those players. I think Mitchell was that those... key piece this year, like for them yeah. to like make that push in the playoffs. I think Mitchell was that key piece. And I'm not even a big Donovan Mitchell guy. Like he yeah. he can go like he can go MIA sometimes, but there's also times where he can go absolutely ballistic. Yes, and if you if he, if he just finds a way to become a little bit more consistent, then you know the sky is the limit for the Cavs because he 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 doesn't need to be like ridiculously good for them to win they have darius garland darius yeah. garland is a dog that guy is a dog. dog dog mentality oh my god he he is like what you need out of the like he's yeah. like the modern day point guard that you need you know? yeah. and those guys in the in the in the paint allen and mobley and then you have Kevin Love off the bench, and then you have Karis LeVert. You have just have like Bro, that is what I'm saying. Like what we, we were just talking player. about earlier, like those quality players, like role players, like that hybrid system. Cleveland has that. Yeah, and it's it, it all depends on how they perform in the playoffs. Like you can have a lot of those guys and still choke in the playoffs and yeah. like not help to your performance because the Celtics. Like I did not think the Celtics were going to do that well, but they the they guy those guys had some like. Big time playoff performers. They and found out how to play with each other. Yeah, you you need you you need two things. You you need to have that dog in you, and you need to have that ability to you know play well in the playoffs, and then you know play better than the regular season in the playoffs. Yeah, and two, you need to have the skill players. Yes, I and mean, if you have those two, then you're you're pretty much set. Dude, and, I think I would love to see like opening round Celtics Cleveland go at it because. They played twice so far this year, and the Celtics have lost by one point both times, and both games went into overtime. I want to see the best of seven who would win that dogfight. Are you trying to say the Celtics are going to get the seventh seed? Is that no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm saying like that'd be pretty fun to watch. Like in the first two rounds, like to watch the Celtics or the Cavs just go at it. Yeah, for sure. I... Or even a conference finals, man. Like I would love to see that. I feel like. With us living in Cleveland, like if even if they, like, they don't play the Celtics, but if they reach the conference finals, yeah, that shit would be so electric. I would try to go to a game. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And then they, 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 they'd be giving out those tickets to those K students, man. Like, yo, I wish I've been kicking myself. Like when I did not go to the game, what was it last week? The Celtics game because I was like just watching on TV and I was just like. Damn, yo, this is a fire ass game. Like they, they oh. offered it for every single home game so far. I know. Literally every single home game. So the next yeah. one is on Sunday. Yeah, we got the Sunday. I think I think it's on next month. I think they have three more games in the road on the West Coast. Yeah. And they come back and they play Minnesota Monday. And then they play Charlotte on Friday. So No, no, no. Minnesota are- is on Sunday, and I think Charlotte's on Monday. Let me check. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Charlotte's on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a fire game. I want to see Melo go off. That'd be fun to see. He's he's still injured now, but hopefully, hopefully he comes back. Regardless, yeah, regardless, I'm gonna be there. <laughs> Yo, hoodie Ash about to pop off. No, for show. Sure. Yeah, sure. let's talk no. about the Panthers, man. You guys got your asses whooped uh, this past weekend by the Bengals. Like Joe Mixon made himself daddy to the to the Carolina Panthers. 
And I laughed pretty hard when I saw your text about your fantasy team. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, who are they playing? That's all it was the Panthers. I was like, oh, fuck me. He, he single-handedly destroyed and made my weekend. He got Bro. me those 55.1 fantasy points yeah. single-handedly one night week for me. And oh, you also- won? You don't even need the, the two players tonight? Oh no, I'm I'm done, dude. I'm up by 13 points. So I'm, I'm yeah, or something points. Bro, so I saw I'm, the funniest tweet this morning. They're like, Joe Mixon got two people fired <laughs> like this over the weekend. Like I think Carolina fired their secondaries coach and their D-line coach or something like that. And I laughed yeah. pretty hard. I thought about you when I saw that tweet. I did not know that. Yeah, dude, Steve Wilkes. Oh, they did. They, they they fired two assistant coaches. Man. Yeah, they're like, they're like, Joe Mason got two people fired. I was like, that's funny as shit. Dude, it, that was honestly it's like one of the more pathetic performances I've seen from my team yeah. ever. They're starting PJ, uh, PJ, or PJ Walker. Is that his name? Yes, my Mr. XFL. Mr. XFL. He, I'm a fan of him, but like, bro, why, why won't you go with Baker? Like, I feel like Baker has more talent. I I think they're all garbage. To yeah. be honest with you, really that that was that's one probably the worst QB room in the whole NFL. And it's not like yeah, PJ PJ Walker is like not he like he wasn't expected to be in the NFL either. You yeah. know he had he had a great moment last game against the Falcons where he threw that touchdown to DJ Moore. Yeah. That was that was one of the best throws I've ever seen. I agree. And, I agree. But you know, the 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 magic eventually does run out when you're not a top tier quarterback. And the it's it's so weird because like like literally like a couple of weeks ago, we were in the pathetic NFC South. We were like, okay, one game and we're in the, yeah. the lead for the South, even with how bad we've been playing. Yeah. And you know, I, I like the past couple of years, I haven't really been watching the games because like our season is over by week three. Like dead ass, like our season is over by week three. So like I like I'm like all right, like I can focus on my schoolwork. I don't have to like dedicate three hours on Sundays to watch this team. And like literally, like when I'm, when we were like two and five, I'm like all right, like I can start watching the Panthers again. Like maybe like they have a shot. Yeah. Then they lose to the Falcons. They they miss those two kicks. And then this this was just a like really bad loss. Like you you would think that I would be like desensitized to like. Losing like terrible showings like this over like the past three years of the Matt Rule era, but it's just been it, it was it was terrible. It was thirty five to zero. Joe Mixon had four touchdowns at half. Yeah, it, I, did it, they even it, pull Burrow at half? What about Joe Burrow? Did they pull him? Did he play the entire game? I, I think the like at the end of the third quarter, like all the starters were out. Oh, it was I'd pull everyone out. I, yeah, and Jamar Chase didn't even play. Like, oh, he didn't. They just destroyed us through the ground, man. And like you, like what I was saying was like, all right, we just need a quarterback. Like our defense, you know, it, we have some good pieces of all the stuff. Like, and then we have like draft capital with the McCaffrey trade, and then yeah, the have the most cap going into next off season, right? Like you guys, like one of the top five teams. Yeah, yeah, we have a decent amount of draft picks. In those yeah, what, how do you feel about them tr- uh, turning down? I think it was like three first rounders and a second pick. Combined for like Burns and DJ Moore. Uh, I mean, I'd go back and forth on it. I think Burns is slightly overrated. I think he's incredibly like he has an incredible impact. Yeah. When um like 
when we have like like last year they had like a slightly like above average guy next to him on the D line and Hassan Reddick. I mean, yeah, he got his back. He got his back. Like he was ridiculous last season. That yeah. that's the Burns effect. Like there is a Burns effect. Yeah, but there's there's situations where like he like doesn't sh- like he just doesn't do enough. Maybe it's because like the defense like relies on him so heavily. But yeah. week two, like he had like a couple of opportunities to chase down Daniel Jones in critical moments of the game, and he could not do it. Really? And, yeah. If it was, he got outran by Daniel. By Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, man. Bro, and that, I said that, this. I said this at the beginning of this year. I got the Giants getting at least four wins, and they're on track to like prove me right. Uh, do, you, do you remember when I told you the Giants were the most overrated team in the yes. NFL? Like three, yes. three. I still stand by that. They are not good, bro. They're, it's changing, man. It's changing there. Like, like what we were talking about, like earlier, like how you're like, oh, I, just, I was hating on Cleveland. Like, there's like, I feel like there's certain teams and players that I'm like, I just hate. But then there's other teams and players that I just like, I just want them to do well. And Danny Dimes is one of those guys. I'm like. Brian Dable, he finally has a good coach, a good system around him, a good protection, and a man is balling. Like the past, what is it, four years? He's been in such a shitty situation. Like, he who can succeed in that? Yeah, I really like Dable, and I don't even—I'm not even a Giants hater. Like, I actually really mess with the Giants, but this, like, the way they're constructed, I am not a Daniel Jones believer at all. And like, you, you can call me a Duke hater all you want, but like. He's just he's just not that good. And I I think you're only as good as like how far your quarterback takes you. And then, you yeah. know, obviously there's like a couple of exceptions, you know. But obviously the, Bron- the Broncos bro. beating us, the Broncos beating us in the Super Bowl. Like you, they didn't have a great quarterback. But I, I, I just don't see him doing much at all in the playoffs. Wait, I think wait, wait. You said when the Broncos beat you guys in the Super Bowl, they didn't have a great quarterback? No, they did not. Peyton was Peyton Manning? He was washed. He was washed. But like you're saying, he's oh, not wow. great. like that. Peyton Manning wasn't great, or like in general, Peyton Manning isn't great. No, no, no. That Peyton Manning wasn't great. Yeah. yeah the reason why they won is because they had like a historically good defense. Yes. But like yes. the Giants have a historically good defense. Bro, I think the uh, if we're talking about good defenses, I think when the when the Bucks won against the Chiefs, they just had a really good defense. I didn't think that offense has done enough. Like even the past, like since that. Like they have not done jack shit. And I think Brady is also like I'm a I love Brady, but I think he's on that decline, and I think he's got to go. Yeah. Can can we talk about Rodgers and Brady like hitting the retirement home the same year? Like it doesn't make any sense. Like how does this and LeBron too? LeBron. Bro, took- you said this earlier. All right, all right, all right. We'll we'll tackle one by one. We'll tackle one by one. All right. Brady, Let's start with Brady and Rodgers. Brady, like you kind of understand because like he he's obviously gone through some personal shit this year. Like yeah. you, you can know that how they can that can take a toll on you. He also doesn't have a ridiculous amount of weapons. Yeah. I mean, he has Mike Evans. Gronk is gone. Like Godwin has, isn't producing. Yeah, Godwin tight ends. is. Dude, apparently last night was the first time a Buccaneers tight end has caught a touchdown all season. That's terrible. He's like, That's terrible. In England, it was him and Gronk. It was him and Hernandez. You know, it was him and whatever blanket that he had. And then, you know, Bro, to I, not, to take that away from him. That it's just 
it's not all his fault because like his stats aren't like bad this year. It's just yeah. the team isn't like team around him has to be good and they just haven't been that good this year. And then Dude, I think like it's also like I think I think Brady misses the pra- the Patriot like system of execution, like No he doesn't. No he doesn't. I think he does, bro. I think mm-hmm. he does because you can see him visibly frustrated, like when the execution isn't proper, like when people are dropping passes, when the protection isn't right. Like, yeah, over the past few years in New England, we've had those issues. But when Brady was there, it was rock solid. And I think that was Belichick. I think they miss each other. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, they, the, that's a legendary combo. But, like, yeah. I don't think Brady is upset by the fact that he's not tied down to that, that like, I don't even know how you can describe that. It's like a cutthroat system that they have in, in Foxborough. Yeah. And I mean, you can see the first year he was with Tampa and he, he had a lot of freedom. They, they went to the Super Bowl and they won it. So it's not necessarily, he doesn't need that system. Necessarily. I was low-key salty. I was actually not even like high-key salty that I Brady, bet you. I Brady bet. left, won a Super Bowl, and now he's living life down in Florida. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, but I I think I honestly think they'll figure it out this season. I think they'll 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 win the division. The division's ass, so they'll they'll make it into the playoffs. Then they never know. They might have another Cinderella run. I have a hot take. I have a well, not a hot take. Like uh, I think the I think the Falcons will win the division. I believe Falcons. in Mariota. I believe in Arthur Smith and the Falcons to win that division. Oh, well, you're you're. There's, if there's one team you should never bet on, it's the Atlanta Falcons. Bro, they could have won that Chargers game. They could have. Like, they just got to execute. It's like, always like this. It's always could have with the Falcons. And then they always true. Always like, that's, Dude, I, when we're talking about weapons and, like, not having people to, like, throw it to, that's Rodgers. Like, there was, I was reading this article this morning about how some NFC, um, like, executive was basically saying, oh, there's that. The Packers have that one player who like uh, brings up the best out of everyone, and I thought they were talking about Rodgers. They're talking about Devontae, and I was just like, "Oh, I can see that." I was like, "Was Devontae just masking like Rodgers' inefficiency to like produce no. without like no receivers?" Devontae Adams is an incredible wide receiver. He's a top five wide receiver. He, he's doing well with the Raiders this yeah. year. There's no way a wide receiver can mask a problem like that. I think it, it's just a matter of like the lack of weapons that he that yeah. he has. He's he's not playing well this year, obviously. Like I think, like I said, like he's he's on the the, the decline at this point. Yeah. Which is weird because he literally won back to back MVPs this past yeah. two seasons. I, I but, didn't I didn't agree with it, but at the same time I can like maybe kind of see it because he has Lazard, he has some weapons, but like I just don't think Rodgers... Alan Lazard as a legit weapon. You think he is a legit weapon? You you said he's a legit weapon. Bro, I don't. Fantasy? He gets me points, dog. That's all I care about. Well, he's like the main receiver. Like, he's obviously going to get all the targets. That doesn't mean, like, he's, like... like a player that's going to, like, lead to winning. Yeah, yeah. And I think that... I think what the Packers need to do is they need to rely on their run game. Like... They have one of the two best backs in the league, like dual wise. Like, just run the ball. Yeah. I think running the ball in defenses win championships sometimes. Yeah, but Rodgers isn't playing well. And- Rodgers isn't playing well, and I don't think either party is satisfied. Like, I want to. I, I I love watching uh, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays with the Pat with Pat McAfee 
So I want to see – Rodgers has come on the past few Tuesdays when they've lost. I want to see what he says tomorrow because he always comes, and I'm just like, all right, bro, what what do you want to say? Like, what do you – how are you going to explain what happened? Like, how do you lose to the Lions? Like, you should and I were talking about this. I'm a big hater on the Eagles this year. Like, I I just want to see them lose. Yeah, I think mean, – yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I can see them losing to the Packers and then the Giants, and he's like – no, nah, not the Packers. Like, they lost to the Lions. Like, how? And I was like, I agree, man. Like, they lost to this, uh, they lost to the Commanders, right? The Packers a few weeks ago. I, I, they probably, yeah, I think they did. I think they, they lost did. to some other teams, like questionable teams. You're like, wow, like, what could happen? And I don't know. I want to see if, like, they can make those adjustments. Like, they, they, they tried to trade for so many people, but they just got outbidded. And some people just didn't want to fuck, like, trade with, uh, those players at uh, Green Bay, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I just wanted to fuck them. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting, though. I think the you can't judge too much based off of like the first half of the season. Yeah. It, that that second leg is like when you really see what people yeah. are actually made of. And it, unfortunately, it feels like the Eagles they have a cakewalk schedule the second half of the season too. So they're going to get that number one seed. Nah, bro, they got to play the bye. And honestly, playing at home, they're probably going to do well against uh, a better team. And then they, they can probably sneak out a couple of wins. They can probably get to the Super Bowl. But I, you in that Super Bowl. Is- in, your, in your Super Bowl prediction? Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Who do you have in your Super Bowl prediction? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Because I, I honestly, like, for for the for the AFC, I feel like, it's between the same two teams again. It's between Buffalo and Kansas City. The NFC is where it gets very, very interesting. And the NFC, does. I had the Chargers from the AFC. Like to begin the season, I had such high expectations. Do not, you, you cannot bank on the Chargers, dude. You cannot bank on the Chargers. I'm a huge fan of the Chargers. I'm a huge fan of Justin Herbert. Yeah. But they just like, they just, it seems like they always let you down. They have been letting me down. It, it, it it's been sad. All right, let's let's see who AFC wise. Oh, see. I I got I got one. I got one. I got okay. one. NFC. I'm I'm, I'm going. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, I like that. I like that pick. They've been they've been underrated this season. Like they're seven and one. You see Kirk's video last night. That was so fun. There's a new. <laughs> yeah, the man was feeling himself. I was like. This is There's the a one new team. Kirk meme every single week. There's a new Kirk meme, and it's just hilarious. Yeah, the definition of a mid quarterback, and he's just he is overachieving this year, and he can have a Cinderella run. Like, yeah, you I can have a Cinderella team. I can definitely see it happening. But I'm, I'm I think a fan of the Vikings. You know, they can definitely do something. I got the Dolphins. I would like to see the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. I think Tua is balling with Mike McDaniel. Oh yeah. You see, there was this like someone at like there was this press comment uh, conference moment with Tua where he's like, he's just like he's sending like a little subtle jab where he's just like, yeah, they said they couldn't, I couldn't throw deep, yeah. But he's he's throwing like he he'll have like one moment where like he like completely underthrows a receiver and you're just like, what the fuck? But like the rest of the game, like he's he is much much improved and. Bro, I think I saw a quote great. this morning from him. I think when regarding the underthrown ball, he's like. Yeah, I entered through it so they can get the defensive pass interference. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny as shit. Yeah, like that's your excuse for underthrowing it. 
funny. But yeah, the Dolphins that the NFL is such a crapshoot. Like it's it's yeah. such like anything can happen. Like I I I'll, I can list off all the teams like I think could make the Super Bowl in the AFC. So I got Bills can make the Super Bowl. The Dolphins can make the yeah. Super Bowl. The Chiefs, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Bengals, and that's about it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Ravens? What are your thoughts on Lamar's contract? Like, um, the overall like, are the Ravens worth the hype? Uh, I haven't really watched Baltimore this year, but I know Lamar. He is him. He is he, him. He is him. And he'll have like a couple of games. He still needs to prove it in the playoffs, though. I feel like people are giving him a little bit too credit, too much credit. He needs to prove it in the playoffs. But we've seen players who, you know, not done well in the playoffs their first couple of years yeah. have like great, great runs in the playoffs. It it's definitely in the in the in the equation for him to have a breakout year in the playoffs. It just it it just depends. In the NFL, you just have to get to the playoffs and then you know it's 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 you know it's all up in the air at that point. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like last year, like when the Browns or when the Bengals went on their run, I was like, when they beat the Chiefs, I was like, guys, like they were down. Like you can you can say the Chiefs are all like this and that, but like it's it's who wants it more? Who has that bigger dog in them? Like you're gonna discredit the team. Like that's that's the biggest advantage someone can have. It's like, all right, cool. Like you're already counting me out. What do I have to lose? Exactly. Exactly. So and I think my my issue with the Chiefs the past few years is like they're like, oh man, like this is the next great offense, blah, blah, blah. Like, like I think even on someone in ESPN this morning, he's like, who's the most feared team? And then like they had the Chiefs. And I was like, bro. I would not fear the Chiefs if I'm playing them. If I'm a coach, I'm like, all right, guys, Mahomes, like the the Chiefs have very depleted receivers. Like he's trying to find who to get it to. Travis Kelsey is the main weapon. Their run game is shit. Like, what do we do? We we pressure him. We keep a QB spy on him. Don't let him get out of the pocket, and just force him to throw it deep. Like that's all he can do. Like the last night on the um, I think it's overtime where they had like some tight end caught like some pass and Mahomes threw it great the the the, the tight end like caught it like ball like a, um kind of like he like dropped it then he caught it again yeah yeah he dropped it and caught it again I'm like all right bro like that's not Mahomes greatness that's just a lucky ass play like that you're getting like the the Titans didn't throw a single not a single receiver caught a pass last night and they forced overtime against the Chiefs like I don't find the Chiefs a team that's threatening to me. Like I just like if I who wants it more? Like you just you got lucky. That's all that's all it is. I think you need to sit down, take a step back, turn off all the lights in your dim ass apartment. <laughs> I think you need to respect Patrick Mahomes. I respect Patrick Mahomes. There are too, there are too many people out here. Who are calling him overrated and then like saying like he's not this he's not that yes espn and bleacher report sucks him off a little bit too a little bit too much a little bit too much he, he he has goat potential easily he's easily the best he's the best quarterback in the league right now he's better than josh allen he's better than herbert he's better than whoever the fuck else is there i'm not denying that I'm not denying that one bit, right? I'm he saying, has the ability. I don't understand why you're saying that you don't fear them because he has the ability to go off in the playoffs at moments' notice. He has the ability to take like 
underwhelming receivers. And uh, I mean, the, the run game, I don't even know what you're saying. The run game isn't even that bad. You know, Edwards Hilaire, I'm a, I'm a big Clyde Edwards Hilaire fan. Bro, did you watch last night's game? Like he wasn't able to do much. Well, that yeah, that's one game though. Like, it, well, like it, even the entire season, like they've been rotating their backs between that rookie Paccio, Edwards, uh, uh, Clyde, um, and Jarrett McKinnon. Like they've been rotating. Like there's no solidified. Like they're more better as pass catching backs than running it. The only okay. running they're getting is Mahomes fucking scrambling and like getting it. I don't think they've had a single 100 yard game just based off the running game. Uh, that that's an Andy Reid offense, though. It's it's a it's a very pass heavy, and then it is you, very pass heavy. Yeah. You can you can win you can win Super Bowl with you know that type of offense. So for you to say that you don't fear the Chiefs is a little bit of hating, you know. It is a little bit of hating. I agree, but like, so like when I coached, right? When I like, have you ever coached Dash? Like uh, like sports, like growing up. You you my only coach, bro. I that flag football coach. <laughs> I think like I think like if if you have like I think it all comes back down to like players, right? Players, schemes. You gotta find that one scheme. Like the the scheme that the Titans found last night was they pressured him and they forced him to throw it to people, right? And those receivers could not make those catches or Mahomes could not get that ball off. I think there's only one instance where he couldn't uh um, use enough power to get that ball to a receiver. But the Titans found a way to disrupt him, right? And I feel like the only reason I'm saying, like, I don't fear him is they got lucky on a few throws. Like, uh, Clyde's Edward Eclair, uh, he had a great, like, uh, I think it was a 15 or 25-yard catch. But it was only there because Mahomes was scrambling, and he has that talent to, like, backpedal and just throw it, Right. Like, not many quarterbacks do that. Like, I agree with that. But I'm saying, like, they're just getting lucky. And I said that last year, too. That the Chiefs are just getting lucky. Chiefs, I'll give you that. The Chiefs have been very lucky the past couple yeah. of years. But the thing is, the the great teams, they, they tend to have luck on their side. When you yeah. think of the, your team, man, y'all had some y'all some some questionable moments, to say the least. I mean, hey, we had that great. doesn't that doesn't you know uh, discount the fact that y'all were um, you know a dynasty, a great team, or whatever. But it, it seems to work in that favor. The the great yeah. teams usually get the calls, they get the bounces, they get this and that, and you know, it it, it usually you know it's it's just kind of like that, you know. Yeah, I think the refs play a. Did you see the the refs play a big role? Did you see the play where the ref ran into the Minnesota defender and that like. Uh, was able. That's how like Curtis Samuel was able to catch that like that fifty yard catch or something. Oh, I did see that. I didn't. Did, did, was that the reason why he wasn't able to recover? Yeah, because the- that safety would have picked it off, or that corner he yeah. would have picked it off. But the ref ran into him. Damn, I I didn't see that part. I think the I think the refing this year has been very questionable, and I think that's why certain teams are getting very lucky. Oh, it's like, been like that. It's been like that forever. But I think it's more – I think there's a bigger emphasis this year because last night when uh, – I mean, I have Travis Kelsey on my fantasy team. I appreciate it every time he catches the ball. But when they called defensive pass interference on the Tennessee player in the end zone, I think it was defensive pass interference. I thought it was hands to the face by Travis Kelsey because he's literally ripping his helmet off, right? And then the, the an earlier game, Chauncey Gardner – or not um, Sauce Gardner, when Allen threw it to uh, – 
Gabriel Davis. I was like, oh, that's a PI. He didn't even turn back for the ball. Like, there's obviously like arm grabbing and whatnot, like going on, but like that should at least be a PI, right? Like, I think anyone would get that. I think like if any like low um, status corner was playing, like they would have gotten that call. Yeah, it's whenever I hear like the complaints about you know refing or like the fact that you know they're like putting new points of emphasis this yeah. year. It's really like it's just nothing that you can really do as a fan or like really like expect anything for them to like change or anything. Yeah. It's like every single year, like the Super Bowl this last year, like there was a PI on um on T. Higgins that literally could have cost the Rams the Super Bowl on his long touchdown catch. Yeah. In, in the Super Bowl where the Panthers played, where uh Cam threw to Jericho Cotri and he caught it. And but they ruled it as incomplete. They they ruled it as incomplete, and literally the next play or the next couple of plays, Von Miller strips that cam, and that completely changed the game. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, and it's just like it's not something you can really do anything about. Uh, and you know it it, it is disappointing unless unless uh, it's against the Saints, then I'm very very happy about it. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny how you brought up Jericho. Stuff happens. Like, you know? I remember watching that man play for the Steelers, the Jets, and then the Panthers. He was a great like utility player, like someone you can just like depend on to like play Jared. all three downs and like just give you maximum effort. Yeah. Speaking of refs, yeah. I think we should talk about LeBron for these last ten minutes. All right, all right. So, so you said he's on a decline. Before I get into my rant about how he's not and how he's always going to be in his prime, tell me why you think he's on his decline. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, let me let me clarify this. I do think like LeBron can be the f- best player on a championship team. Yeah, I don't think he's like, I don't think he's on the level of like Wizards and and, and Michael Jordan yet. Uh, I think he's certainly like you look at his stats like last year, literally all all four years, all like almost five years, but with him being on the Lakers, you can tell he's not the same player that he was. Yeah in Miami or even in his second stint in Cleveland. Yeah. He or his first stint in Cleveland, whatever. Like he he had clearly lost his step. There there would be moments where like he would literally like miss layups and you'd just be like, what the fuck? Yeah. There's there's plays where like earlier on like where like he 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 prided himself on playing defense where he just like wouldn't get back on defense. And like I understand like he needs to like conserve energy, blah 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 blah, whatever. And he just like he he's shooting like twenty percent from three this year, and he's like the stuff that he, the stuff that he does like it, it's just like it's just not like winning it's just not winning basketball that you you would expect out of LeBron you know yeah. and it's just it like I I'm sure like he'll like he'll get his flowers this year like he'll he'll find a way to stat pad his way to like twenty five points per game and. Yeah. He, uh, like he'll stat pad it for points and stuff, but like I, I think he's still doing a great job of like rebounding and like passing the ball. He's always been really good at that. But the the scoring prep, like the scoring in the defense, is like what I really see like a decline in. And the, he he's gonna get a bunch of hype when he passes Kareem this year, and they're gonna be like, oh, he's not. He's they say he's not a scorer, this and that, but like, and then like they'll like make such a big deal about it, blah blah yeah. blah blah. blah. I. It, I feel like if you actually sit down and watch the games, you can tell that he's not the same player at all. To be honest with you, I've not seen too many Lakers games this year. Like I've just seen the highlights. I want to ask you this. Do you think 
LeBron is like what you're saying, like not getting back on defense. The shooting hasn't been that great. Do you think he's just he's just tired of having to be that guy carrying his team all the time, even though he has like Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and like last year his whole fucking median average of players on that team were like almost like 30, 30 some of their mid thirties. Do you think he's just tired of having to carry his teams that he plays on all the time? Yeah, I'm I'm sure he's tired, and it, it's not fair to him because like he at this stage in his career, like he needs. Like that's why they got Anthony Davis. Like their their plan was like for like when LeBron ages, AD is gonna be like a twenty eight and ten guy. Yeah. That like like he will be the leading scorer. LeBron can like just turn it up in the playoffs, and then like you know AD can you know, and be like the main guy throughout the regular season, and then be like one A to one B to LeBron's one A in the playoffs. That's that was like the like like the plan, but you know he just hasn't been healthy. And, you know, the, the Lakers have made, you know, terrible, terrible moves. Polinka has not been doing a good job. Some of it comes from LeBron, too, because, you know, we know LeBron is... LeBron is the GM, yeah. bro. I thought he, it was funny as shit when... incredible amount of influence in the front office. When so he's probably his fault, too. People were like, LeBron's going to trade you. Like, that's literally what the crowd was chanting. And I thought that was funny as shit. And I think they've, they've let go of players without, like giving them a chance. I wanted to bring this up, like, when we are talking about Kwame Brown and, like, the straight coming out of high school and, like, the top uh, five to ten picks or first to ten picks in the lottery. Dude, I feel like in the NBA, like, the you have guys coming out, like, at 19, 18 years old. You need to, like, you can't just write them off, like, I think, like, after, like, two years. Because that's unfair. Like, they're not even, like, in their mid-20s yet. Like, Lonzo Ball... I feel like he finally found his footing, like, what was it, year four or year five into the league? And, like, he was balling until he just hurt his knee. And I feel like if he was on that Lakers team, like, he could have been a good supporting player for them. Yeah, it's it's difficult because, like, it, it doesn't even matter if they come out of high school. Like, even if they're, like, you know, two, three years out of college, like, it takes yeah. a while for them to, them to develop. Like, it'll probably take until, like, 25, 20. There's very rare cases where, like, yeah, like a Luka or LeBron or, like, an MJ were, like, Literally, like, the first year they come out, they're just, like, incredible. Yeah. But, you know, going back to, like, what you said about, you know, LeBron's team. It's not just the Lakers. Any team that LeBron is on, where you go to the Lakers in his last year with Cleveland in his second stint, there's just so much pressure for them to win it all. Yeah. That they 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 just neglect development. They neglect development. They It's a win-now mode. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that last year in Cleveland where yeah. – you know, Kyrie uh, wanted out. They had to trade him, yeah. and they got Isaiah Thomas. And then, like they they brought in like an old ass D Wade. They brought an old ass Derrick Rose. Yeah, then, I remember was, that. I remember D Wade coming, and I was like, "This is so weird." Seeing him. it was like a very weirdly constructed team, and LeBron. That was like I think that was LeBron's Rose best. Was on that Cavs team? Who Derrick Rose? Yeah, yeah, he was. And then they traded him. They traded him oh, again because like gosh. this is. This is this is LeBron's. This is his influence. Like they were doing terrible the first half of the season, and then they were able to do better uh, the second half of the season. They traded like uh, D Wade back to Miami. They traded Derrick Rose to Utah. I think they got like they traded Jay Crowder to Jay Crowder was on that team. Holy shit! Um, yeah. So they they got Kyle Korver. They got George Hill. They got yeah. Jordan Clarkson. Like all these guys were like they wanted to go young, and then they they ended up making a finals run. We're like well, LeBron yeah. carried them obviously, but like. 
they weren't no one was beating the Warriors that year, so it, it was all for nothing. So basically the Cavs, because of LeBron, traded away so much yeah. for a finals L. And the same thing happened with the Lakers. They just like not given the luxury to develop your players, develop your, you know, the players around you. And then uh, it, it's hard playing with LeBron. Like it's easy playing with LeBron because like he'll get you. He's a great passer. He's a great leader. Uh, so, you know, but, you know, it's also hard because, you know, you have that you have that time that 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 stopwatch on you where, you know, you got to be great by, you know, X amount of, you know, games or else you're gone. You're out of there. Yeah. And I, I feel like um, I think Kevin Love was talking about it. He was like playing with LeBron was like the best time of my years because the best time of his career because he would bring excuse me, sorry. He would bring the best out of uh, like everyone. But he, he also said it was a lot of pressure for them to like staying to like in that winning form. That's, that's what you expect. Like, it's exactly what you've been saying. Like you expect to win. If you play with like the goats, the what? The goats, the goats. Well, there's only one goat. Greatest is singular. You know. I think I okay. You, who's your goat? Jordan. MJ. Well, I think there's. Ron is number two in basketball, and I and and I think it's by the time period, right? Like, I have MJ like in the night in the late '80s, early '90s. Like, MJ was the goat. Right. And then you had uh, Kobe come. Kobe was the GOAT in the early, like, uh, 2000s. And then LeBron comes in. Like, they, I feel like they all just played in different time periods that you you can have a GOAT for each era that they played in. And I think that's that's the best way to do it because like you, it's it's just impossible. Like, even MJ, MJ said it. He said it multiple. He said it while he was playing. Yeah. He said it right after he retired. He said it in an interview a couple of years ago, like, it's just impossible to compare eras, and yeah. it's just it's disrespectful to it's it's disrespectful to the people who've come before you and laid the groundworks for you to be the player that you are. Yeah. To say that you're better than them, or you're better than you know a player that you know you did the same thing for later on 20, 30 yeah. years after you retire, uh, for you to say that you're better than them too. So it's just not possible. But you know when when you when you when you want to make that comparison between eras, I think the majority of people would put LeBron and MJ at two and one or one and two. And I, I honestly have no problem with someone saying LeBron is the GOAT. I would disagree and I would, you know, tell you why I don't think that's the case. Okay. But, tell me why that's not the case. Why wouldn't you would you include Kobe in that conversation? No. No. I think, I think Kobe is top ten easily maybe top five okay i don't think he's top three what's your reason i want to hear this why why i don't think kobe's top no 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 no. like the like the entirety of it like how you can put yeah like why kobe's not in that conversation with uh lebron and mj um well i don't know i think kobe is um he was an incredible scorer he was an incredible player yeah like, some of the stuff he like he He's the closest you can get to MJ possible. He's not MJ, but like he's the closest possible. He's a he's a, basically an MJ with a better three-point sh- shot, but like not as good, you know, in terms of like like intangibles. Like he he didn't have the intangibles that MJ had. Like MJ, you can argue that Kobe was on the level of MJ as a defender. Yeah. 
Uh, I think MJ is a better defender, perimeter defender. You can argue that he's on his level as a scorer. Yeah. Uh, I think MJ is a slightly better scorer. You can argue that he's on the same level, you know, mentally speaking as well. Yeah. And you can argue that he's, um, you know, like I said, he's a better three point shooter. He, you know, he can do this and that, but there's just certain intangibles that MJ has that Kobe doesn't have. Yeah. And you, you asked me, Oh, what, what exactly are those intangibles? Like I, it's, it's hard to exactly pinpoint, yeah. but if you, anybody who has like, who does the eye test, you can't just go basically off of stats and like, forget the accolades like you know forget that mj has six championships kobe has five whatever and finals mvps blah 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 whatever when you look strictly based off the eye test i feel like 99 percent of people would say that jordan is better i agree so, with that yeah and then you put lebron in that conversation and it gets the, the, the shit show just starts with that shit you know it's it's incredible because lebron's an all-around player and you know he's a different type of player He's if you, if you, I, I feel like I know your answer for this, but you're down by three, or you're down by um, one. You have five seconds left on the clock. You're already half court. Who are you putting the ball? At? Who are you, who are you giving the ball to? Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, it's like I Jordan. That's that's the easiest decision you can ever make, and you know it. Honestly, you I. <sighs> I might put LeBron over Kobe in that situation. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust LeBron to like hit that three. Like I feel like in that situation, it's either really long two or a three. And I think I would either give it to Jordan or Kobe. I'm like, you take the shot. I mean, I you definitely could not go wrong with giving Kobe the ball yeah. in a clutch situation. He thrives in clutch situations, but yeah, I think LeBron has been you know given so much shit for being like. He does get scared in certain moments, but like when he's like, he does get scared, but like when he's not scared, he's like very, very good in the clutch, if that makes oh, sense. Dude, when he's not scared, I'm like, yeah, I'm stepping out of your way, boss. Like you do your thing. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a, it's a conversation that will never be answered. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a very fun conversation to have, though. It is but, a fun conversation, Ash. Ash, I know we've been talking about sports this entire time, right? But before, I let you go. I, I like to ask this question to everyone that comes on here. If you can have five dinner guests, right? Who would you invite and what would you make for dinner? Five? Di- oh, wow. Like any single human being. Yeah, dead or alive. Like you can pick anyone. Who would they be and what would you make? Uh, for, uh, what would I make? Well, First of all, I think that's a very easy question. What I would make, I would make the same pizza rolls that you made that one day, where <laughs> you, me, and Gary went out. That shit smacked. Oh my god, that shit was so good. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking the pizza rolls every day, all day. Yeah. We have who are we having pizza rolls with? Yeah, who are we having pizza rolls with? Um. Shit, bro, you can't get five people that put me on the spot. Okay, who is let's take let's take it one by one. Who is someone you for sure invite? You're like it's no question. It's 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 like not even on like it's 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 off the table. If like, where actually is that the same? It's on the table. Like you, this is this person is hundred percent coming. Kawhi Leonard for sure. Kawhi. Kawhi. 
I just I just want to see what he's like in social situations. He seems like very. I feel, chill. Like, I feel like he's like the funniest dude in the room. Yeah, I, I just want to I want to see him in a social situation, and then uh, yeah, we we, we got four more. Yeah. Uh, I'll put I'll put President Obama in there. Okay. I'll put him in there. Do you have like a specific reason, or you just you just want to meet him and like just talk to him? I just fuck with OBZ, you know, he's yeah. a cool dude. <laughs> you say OBZ? Oh, yeah, OBZ. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Yeah, we got three more. Yeah. Um, fuck, I'm trying to think of like some historic figures that. Um. I want. Dude, I, I, as soon as I'm, as soon as I get off, I'm definitely gonna be kicking myself with some of the things that, uh, some of the names that I I missed. Uh, let's see. Do you know who um? Do you know who Nikola Tesla is? Why does that name sound very familiar? Nikola Tesla. He's like no. a famous, famous scientist. No. Inventor. Okay, so you didn't write Nikola Tesla. He was big into like electricity and stuff. So like, I I would want like a very like innovative mind. Oh. He's basically like. He's Tesla, like yeah, yeah. That's why I was just like, he's like, you can find Tesla the V one. Did he name it after this guy? He he named it after like the there's like a unit, a measurement in science as a Tesla. I don't know, I don't know what it exactly is. Oh shit, that's pretty cool. Okay, cool. Nikola Tesla. We got uh, OBZ. We got Kawhi. You got two more. Shit. Um, I would say. I would say Dr. Romani, bro. Romani? <laughs> Why Dr. Romani? For people people who don't know, for people who don't know, Dr. Romani is the GOAT. He is this one, he's this Italian dude in our program. He is an MD PhD. Man, every time this man opens his mouth, I'm like, bro, like he is so intimidatingly smart. Bro, he is I would love to have a conversation with this guy. Bro, I had a conversation with him. This was before the integrated review last Friday in the bathroom, right? I was just saying hello, like just like being respectful. And then he starts asking me about like, oh, well, how's cardio going? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like standing there, like still broken. I'm like in my back of my head. I'm like, dude, I don't know what, what the fuck is going on right now. And then like in the class and I was just like, yeah, and, like you just, he's like a very respected person. Like when he, I feel like when he speaks, like I want to have the right answer for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a... He's a guy I would definitely trust as my. I don't have him as my advisor, but yeah. I would definitely trust him as my advisor to say yeah. at least. I would too. Yeah, he. I don't know why he came to my head, but I, I, I would for sure have him there. That's a good one. That's a funny one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So we got Nikola Tesla, we got Dr. Romani, we got OBZ and Kawhi. Who, who's mm-hmm. the last person making Ashwar's uh, dinner list? I'm gonna go with the greatest entertainer. Of all time, Jay Z. Oh my God, I'm about to leave right now, bro. <laughs> I'm about to leave. <laughs> Michael Michael Jackson's my last guy. Michael Jackson's my last. Okay, guy. okay, cool. So, do you want to? Do you want him to like? You know, make physical contact. Right, with not, 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 watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. I, watch your mouth. Don't talk about him like that. Nah, I would love to have uh, Mike Jack. Like that'd be pretty fun. Like that's pretty cool. I like that list. I think at one point when you when you were talking about like historical figures and like what and like that in that genre, in that area, at one point I said, um, 
the Egyptians, like who made the pyramids and stuff, like like what compelled you to like do this? Like this exact design and like everything. Like I think it's I think it's fun to have those conversations with like the inventors and like all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or ask them if aliens built the pyramids. That might be a hot take for them. Bro, Ash, this was so much fun to have you on and I hope to have you back on like in in the future. And um thank you for um uh, being my season two guest, my first person for to kick up to kick off season two, and um, we hope our our fans or our audience loves to hear your voice. So I think you have a great like podcasting voice for sure, bro. Appreciate it. I love chatting with Shrev. It's definitely yeah, the, the title's about to be chatting with Ash. <laughs> oh, I I be carrying this shit sometimes about it, but it's 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 definitely be fun. Been fun. It's uh yeah. It's, uh, I think we 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 dove a little bit too deep in sports, but next time, you know, I mean, I I'm a very you know I I'm always down to expand my horizons and talk about different things. So, right, Ash, that's why I was that's why I was really excited that you would come on. I was like, I want to know like, hoodie Ash, like who who is the man underneath the hoodie? Man, like, I know you're a sportsman, a legend, but I feel like I feel like it's going to require more episodes where we like dive deeper into ash like the philosophical the the uh, the philosopher like in you oh yeah bro i'm i got those i got those hot takes ready yo so. got you got you we'll, we'll sign you right up we'll, we'll figure yeah. it out I'll, we'll, we'll get my people to talk to your people there we go there we go all right bro. man thank you so much have a great night sure bro take care yeah.